Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Camille from sunny California, and you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is a podcast series that interviews various guests about real-life topics for people who love to learn. Happy Saturday. Today our topic is about how motocross championships shaped Logan Lesser's life with Logan Lesser. His biography is Logan Lesser is a national motocross champion, business owner, and online coach. He empowers people to unlock their maximum potential by building the best version of themselves physically and mentally in order to push through adversity, eliminate the vices holding them down in their lives, and live a life they're excited to wake up to every day. Logan started his first business at the early age of 15 and traveled solo to South Africa at age 17, where he now lives part-time throughout the year. Logan has raced motocross since he was eight years old, and he has won numerous state and national championships. Logan's, Logan lives a life he's excited to wake up to every day because he's in the daily pursuit of becoming the best version of himself and helping others to do the same. His experience and teachings can inspire listeners to change their limits and create a life they are eager to wake up to every day. For you, the audience, he has left you a link. It's his Instagram, and it is um, Instagram.com, and then forward slash Logan, and then just, um, it's not a hyphen, it's that other one, Um, like a little dash on the bottom. Anyway, Logan is spelled L-O-G as in go A-N as in Nancy, and then um, with the little underscore, uh, and then lesser, L-E-S-S-A-R. This is where his Instagram profile, where he posts his daily mindset, life, and motivation content, which can help viewers level up in life. <laughs> he says that he posts his exact daily system of routine every single day in his Instagram story, which shows him wake up at 4 a.m. every day, hit the gym, and conquer the rest of his day. This is also where people can directly reach him. Okay? So, um, is it called? Yeah, I think it's called underscore. So, it's Logan underscore lesser. Okay? All right. So, let's get on and uh, get, uh, let's um, welcome Logan into the studio, right? <laughs> And also, it takes me a minute because I have to pull up. Uh, there we go. Okay, now now we're ready to go. Hi, Logan. Welcome to Coffee Chat with Camille. Camille. Hey, Camille. Good to be here. Can you hear me okay? I can. Perfect. Thank you so Perfect. much for your patience. Yes, yes. Okay, so um, let's go ahead and get into our interview. 
What inspired you to travel to South Africa at the age of 17? And how has living there part-time influenced your life? Yeah, so I started my first business at 15 and basically ended up meeting my, uh, who was originally my mentor. Um, I met him literally through Instagram. And then uh, after like probably six months to a year, I ended up joining him and we both started a digital marketing agency and basically worked together on that for quite a long time. And then when I was 17, uh, he actually lived in South Africa. He's actually still there now. But he lived in South Africa down in, I believe, Boxburg. And when I was 17, I was racing motocross and everything. And I ended up breaking my collarbone at uh, one of the races. I think it was beginning of September. And basically, him and I had been talking about me potentially coming down and visiting him in South Africa. But I had never, I, I didn't know when I was going to be able to do that because I was still super busy racing, traveling around the country and doing all of that. So if I was going to go down to South Africa, that was going to be at least a month, if not longer, because I'm not going to make that long haul down there just for maybe a few days or something like that. So it was definitely going to be a longer trip. I just didn't know when to do it. And when I broke my collarbone, I decided that uh, that was the perfect time because I wasn't going to be able to race or ride for a little while. So after mm-hmm. it healed up a little bit, I ended up deciding to go down there, which it was quite the uh, – it took a lot of convincing to have the parents allow me to go down there because I was still 17. So I legally needed them to like um, allow me to go and everything. So that Uh was, that was quite the challenge, but, uh, but no, that was one of the most incredible experiences ever. Wonderful. And then you've um, completed and won multiple championships in motocross at national level. How does your experience in extreme sports translate into other areas of your life? Yeah, so the extreme sports and doing that really, especially the motocross, has shaped everything that I do and and the person that I am because motocross specifically is a individual sport. So, like, everything is on you. And on top of that, it's also very, very extreme. So every single time that I would come up to the starting line for a race, I would have like a ton of nerves and emotions and things that were mm-hmm. clouding my mind. And um, for a long time, that prevented me from being able to perform in the race because at practice, you're mm-hmm. just having fun. You're trying to get better. You're enjoying it. There's no, there's nothing really on the line at practice other than like getting hurt. Um, but that never really entered my mind at practice but when you get to the race everything is just on your mind um, in terms of getting hurt losing the race you're on the starting gate next to 41 other people on these really powerful machines about to go off the line at the same time and uh, entering the first corner at probably like 40 to 50 miles an hour so it's very intimidating and being able to push through that and still do it is 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 a massive massive um mindset thing that is really powerful for all areas of life because there was a few there was many times where i was literally on the starting gate and i felt sick to the stomach like i genuinely felt like kind of lightheaded like i could throw up and there was that little thought in my mind that i think a lot of people get of i don't want to do this like i i'm too afraid like i i, I don't want to do this race blah, blah blah but i had to fight through that and still do the race 
um, which I think that's one thing that was really, really powerful there. But it really has contributed in that way, as well as just the fact that, like I said, it's individual. So if I lost or won, that was completely on me. Whether I lost or won, like if I finished the race and I lost, all of that was on me and I couldn't blame it on anybody else. I had to blame it on myself. And that was, was it, it's a really hard hit when you lose an individual race like that and there's nobody else, there's no other team members or anybody else you can blame other than yourself. But at the same time, when you win, there's also no better feeling because you know that you're the one who put in the work leading up to that race and you went out there and performed and you were the one that won it for yourself. So that's one of the best feelings ever, but that leads into other areas of life because at the end of the day, it is all on you. Nobody's coming to save you. So you have to go out there and put in the work to make yourself better in order to achieve what you want. Excellent. And then what does living a badass life mean to you? And how can listeners <laughs> implement <laughs> implement your – okay, excuse me. And then how can listeners implement your strategies to live life on their own terms. Yeah, so I think the first thing is figuring out what it means for you because what living life to the fullest for me, that's going to be completely different to you or somebody else. So I think it comes down to like initially you have to figure out what that is for you and and what it is you truly want. And aside from that, most people know what the what's, like they know what they want. Um, for example, like maybe they want the fast cars or the luxury lifestyle or to be able to travel the world or do all these things, but they don't know why they want that. And I think that's probably the most important part because, for example, if you, if somebody, especially because I speak to a younger audience, I know that young men specifically, they definitely want the like fast cars most of the time and things like that. But if they don't figure out why, then once they get that car, if they eventually get it, then eventually they're going to get it and they're going to realize, okay, what now? What next? Like now that I have it, what's the next thing? Because that car is not going to bring you the fulfillment and it's not going to be like that end goal that once you have it, all of a sudden your life is is perfect and it's done and you're fulfilled and you don't have to do anything else to feel great. Like humans, we're, we have to always be in the pursuit of something in order to have that feeling of fulfillment and to feel good every day. Otherwise you feel stagnant and stuck. And I think that's what leads to like feelings of depression and just feeling lost. Um, so I think first off, you just have to figure out what it is you really want and why it is that you want that. And once you know that, then that's kind of the first step. And then from there, it's really just about every single day asking yourself, the same question at the end of every day, which is, am I better than I was yesterday? And am I closer to what I want than I was yesterday? And if the answer to those are yes, then you won the day. And to be honest, you're living, you're living that, that badass life or whatever it is that you want to call it, because that means that you, you won that day. Excellent. And then as a coach, you emphasize developing an iron mindset. Could you elaborate on what this means and how someone can cultivate it? Yeah, one thing that a lot of people look at mindset and everybody says it's all mindset and successful people say it's all mindset and people will look over that and think it's cheesy. But at the end of the day, I figured out that it really is all about mindset. Everything comes down to your mind. And 
I learned that via motocross because for the longest time, for pretty much my entire racing career, I would struggle with mental blocks and mindset at the races. I'd get to the races and I would not be able to perform the way I did at practice. And specifically, I wouldn't be able to get into that flow state, um, as I like to call it, where once you're out there, like there's no there's no better feeling and there's no feeling like it where when I would get into that flow state and it would just happen. Like I didn't have control over it. It would literally just happen kind of randomly. But when it did, it was when I raced the best, rode the best, felt the best. I literally felt basically unstoppable while I was on the bike. But the problem was I didn't know how to control it. Like it would just show up randomly. And when it did, it was amazing, but I had no idea how to trigger it or anything like that. And then I met this, um, this mindset coach literally like two years ago at the biggest race uh, of the year and called Loretta Lynn. And basically, I met her because I was struggling at the beginning of the week because this is basically a week-long race. Uh, funny enough, this, this, this actual race starts this weekend. Um, but basically, at the beginning of the week, I was really, really struggling, and my first couple races did not go well. And I met with her and ended up talking with her and everything. And she taught me this concept um, from this book called The Alter Ego Effect. And I had tried a lot of different things. And not everything is going to work for everybody. Like, that's, that's another thing is that when it comes to mindset, not everything is going to work for people. Um, it really comes down to figuring out what works for you. And this specifically worked for me. But when it did, I literally went from really struggling out in the race to all of a sudden, my next couple races, it was literally an overnight change. My next couple races, I was competing with the top five guys in my class in the entire country. And I was up there and I was feeling good and I was getting into that flow every single time I got on the bike and it was unbelievable. And it was at that moment that I realized how important this mindset thing is and that you actually have control over it if you can figure out the right strategies and implementation that works for you in order to really take control of your mind. And then when it comes to the iron mindset, um, that's just a term I've heard a lot of successful people say, and I like it a lot because it's basically just about building a mindset that is basically iron and so strong that you have full control over it. And, and basically you can remain unfazed regardless of what happens to you. Because at the end of the day, I think that one of the number one things that holds a lot of people back, including myself, like I still work on this now to this day. Uh, but I think it's one of the things that's held me back the most in the past is emotions and allowing your emotions to control your reactions. Uh, because at the end of the day, your emotions and, and evolutionary, evolutionary, whatever the word is for that, your mind wants you to stay in comfort. Like it wants you to remain safe. It does not want you to take risks and it does not want you to push yourself because it wants to remain comfortable. And if you allow your emotion and mind to control your reactions and allow you to remain comfortable, you're not going to grow. You're going to stay in that stagnant state and you're not going to be able to achieve the hard things in life that take work. But if you're able to build that iron mindset that you have control over where regardless of what your emotions might be at that time or what you're feeling, you still control your reactions and you still are able to do the things, the hard things that you know you need to do, that's where you can still grow and achieve the things that you want. And it really all comes down to building 
that iron mindset. Perfect. And then can you share a story of a time when uh, when your coaching made a significant impact on someone's life and how that experience influenced your approach to coaching? Yeah. So I've got two examples. One is my brother and the other is my buddy. Uh, but my buddy was actually going to – uh, Colorado School of Mines, so he got into a very prestigious college, except I had been talking to him, and he had actually been a entrepreneur for quite a few years. Like, him and I went to high school together, and basically, he was doing his businesses, and then I was doing my stuff, uh, my businesses, and kind of getting into that, because I had started at 15, and basically, he had done really, really well um, throughout high school with his businesses, but he still went to college as that was kind of what his family wanted him to do, and, and he just kind of went along with that. He's really, really smart and was able to get in there, except him and I actually disconnected for a few years, and then I can't even remember how it happened, but I was actually in Cape Town, South Africa at the time, but him and I reconnected online and just started talking again. And he was in college at, at the time, and we were just talking, and he just did not like it there. He was really, really struggling mentally. He wanted to – and I basically talked to him, and I was like, well, dude, what is it you really want? Like, what what do you want? Do you want to – because he had told me in the past he wanted to be um, – it was something like a uh, uh, computer si- – something in computer science and that type of job. Um, and that's what he had wanted, but – now that he was at college, he was going through everything. I was like, well, what is it that you really want? And he wanted a lot more than that. And basically I talked to him and, and kind of worked with him and, and helped him figure out what it is he wanted, why he wanted it, whether or not college really was the right option for him and whether or not four years down the road, if that large investment for college was going to be worth it. And if four down four years down the road, if he was to basically pursue what he had wanted this whole time, if he was actually going to want that and like the situation he was going to be in and everything. So long story short, he ended up, um, he ended up taking the leap and dropping out of college and going all in on what he really wanted to do, which was build his Mm -hmm. business. And now he's in the pursuit of that, um, which he's really, really loving it, really enjoying it. I've also got him on my uh, fitness program. So he's been getting in really, really good shape. Actually, in the last 30 days, he's lost 10 pounds, which is pretty crazy. Uh, But he's been really killing it with that. And he's told me multiple times that he genuinely thinks that I saved his life because he was falling into a very, very deep state of depression while he was at college. And he genuinely thinks that that I kind of helped him get through that and basically save his life and get him on the right path and a path that he actually likes. Because even though he's not, he hasn't made all this money and his business isn't thriving yet, at the end of the day, every single day, he is actually doing what he likes and what he enjoys and he's growing every day, which he likes to see. Whereas I think that when he was at college, he just felt stagnant and he didn't feel like he was doing what he wanted. But most importantly, he didn't feel like his trajectory of where he was headed was actually in the direction that he wanted to go, which I've felt that in the past, and it's very terrifying. Um, so I really helped him get through that, and now he's obviously working with me daily for fitness as well as still the mindset and everything. But that was him in particular. And then my brother, who he's actually at that big race I mentioned, he's going to be racing this week. Uh, I really hope he kills it. 
and he's been working <laughs> his ass off in order to to do this. So as long as he doesn't get in his own head and doesn't get in his own way mindset wise, he's gonna absolutely dominate. But with that said, I had a conversation with him uh, a few months ago, and I genuinely think he really took it to heart, and I think it's been one of the biggest improvements he's had. Uh, basically in his whole motocross career so far, which is him and I were driving in, in the car, and I think we were on the way back from, like, gym or something. And I turned the stereo off, and I was like, listen, Col- his name's Colby, listen, what is it that you really want? Like, do you actually want to go all the way and go pro with this racing and motocross? And he was like, yeah. And at the moment, he's been training at, like, different facilities and everything. So at the beginning of the year, he'll train down in Florida at uh, the Moto Sandbox, which personally is my favorite um, training facility that I've been to. And then now he's currently training in Oklahoma at a Rainer Training Complex. So he's training at, like, the top facilities with the top trainers and everything. So he is in the right – he has the right setup to go all the way. But I talked to him and was asking him, like, is this really what you want? Like, truly, do you want to go pro with this? And he was like, yes, I do. I want to be the best. I was like, okay, well, you can do it because you've got the talent, you've got the skill, you've got the tools necessary in order to do it. You're training at the best facilities with the best trainers in the country and arguably the world. So you do have the right tools. Now – it all, it all from now comes down to you because I actually heard an Olympic swimmer say this. I can't remember her name, but I absolutely loved it, which was when you get to a certain level, and she was obviously talking specifically about, like, sports and, and swimming. When you get to a certain level, everybody's talented. Everybody knows what they're doing. It all comes – 90% of it comes down to mindset and how you show up to the event, and that is who is going to win. And basically, I talked to him about that in the car, and I was like, listen, it's not only about the mindset of how you're thinking and how you're showing up to the race, but it's also the mindset of how you're approaching the training and actually putting in the work. Because at the end of the day, everybody out here, all of your competition, they are all training really hard. They are all training with the best trainers in the country. They're at these facilities. They're riding every single day. They're doing the same things as you are. So in order for you to become the best and to surpass them, you have to do more. And the analogy that I give to this is if you imagined two race cars, like say two Formula One cars racing, and one was, say, half a mile ahead of the other, well, if they're both going the same speed, the one that's behind is never going to catch the car that's ahead because they're just going the same speed. And when I say the same speed, I'm referring to putting in the same amount of work, the same amount of effort, the same amount of training, and all of that. The one who's behind is just simply never going to catch the one who's ahead and who's winning. Now, at the same time, in the same situation, if the, one, if the car that is behind is just going one mile per hour faster than the one that's ahead, just one mile per hour faster, or just putting in that, that little bit of extra work at the training facility, that little bit of extra effort, then eventually the car that's behind is going to catch and pass the one that's ahead because it's putting in that extra effort. So I explained that to him, and I was like, listen, everybody's doing the same thing that you are relatively like they're all putting in the same work so you have to do more if you really want to do this then you need to at these facilities when you show up it's no messing around like i've been to these facilities and trained and i've always been the one who when i'm on the bike it's all work it's all business it's all serious like i don't want to mess around i'm there to train I'm there to get better and i'm there to listen to whatever the coach has to say and if he tells me i need to do this or if i'm 
struggling with this or I'm making this mistake, like I'm going to work on that period and get better. Whereas I saw a lot of these other guys out there training who they'd be messing around, having fun, making jokes, which there's nothing wrong with that. However, I told him you need to take this very, very seriously and you need to listen to every single thing that coach or trainer tells you and you need to implement. You need you cannot have any days where it's like, I don't feel good, I don't I don't really feel like riding a day or blah 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 or going out and riding around. You have to show up every single time and put all that effort in, which once again that goes back to that iron mindset of regardless of how you feel, what your emotions are, you have to show up every single day in order to get to where you want to go. So I told him that he needs to listen to what the coach says and implement it and get better and ask questions and listen to every single thing that the coach says. And then aside from that, I also told him, listen, you guys are doing like three, four sessions or training sessions with the coach every day. So is everybody else at that facility. And so is everybody else around the country. So if you want to get better than everybody else, you need to put in that little bit of extra effort. So I was like, go out for one additional session by yourself and focus on something you want to get better at. Like the coaches and trainers, when you're with them, listen to everything they have to say. Don't worry about what you want to focus on. Just listen to what they have to say and implement it. But when you go out for your individual session, figure out what you specifically want to work on and get better at and focus on that for one extra session. There was that. And then after training, because these guys will finish training, I think around like two o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. They start early in the morning and they'll finish like on the bike training at like two or three. I was like, after that, you're lucky, dude. You have got the internet now. You've got YouTube. You have got all of these resources now that you can use. So after training, get on your computer, iPad, whatever, and go watch either the national races like that are on TV. Go watch those and like watch them and analyze the top guys. Watch their technique. Watch what they're doing. Watch the mistake. Try to find the mistakes they're making and why they made those. Put it in slow-mo. Like really analyze it and take notes. Take notes like you're back in school or like you're working. Like that's how you should do it. You should study these top guys. And on YouTube, search up uh, some of the top guys like the one who's just absolutely dominating right now nationally is Jet Lawrence. Go on YouTube and literally search up his videos and he's posting videos and doing all of these trainings that are literally online where he's talking about his technique and how he rides. Listen to that and then in that individual session every day that you're working on something, go and work on something that you learned from when you were on your computer, iPad and watching footage and then go implement it on the track and then figure out, okay, did that feel better or worse than what I was doing previously? And then just and then just make adjustments to what you're doing and just keep iterating. And basically that's the conversation I had with him is you have to do more and you have to really just lay out like, okay, what what is everybody else doing? They're doing X, Y, Z. How can I do that little bit extra? Okay, I can go out for one more session every day. I can, instead of going out because at these facilities, because I've been there, I've seen it. At these facilities, all these, all these guys, all these kids, they'll get off the track and finish the training, and they'll do their gym, they'll do their working out. But after that, they don't really do anything else. Like, they will sit around and mess around, just have fun, blah, 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 which, yeah, have your fun. However, if you really want to be the best, then you got to put in that, that unreasonable amount of work and effort, which is instead of going and playing around and messing around, Get in, get on your computer, get on your iPad and focus and literally study this stuff so that you can prepare for the next day of training. 
So long story short, that is the, uh, the conversation I had with him. And luckily he seems to have really implemented that. And he's been doing better this year and in the last couple months than he ever has uh, for his regional, which was basically the race that where you qualify for the one that is this week. So for Loretta Lynn, the championship, the regional where you qualify, he uh, this year was the very first year that he qualified at the first regional he went to. Previous years, he had to go to multiple which last year I also qualified at my first one, and I won my regional. And then this year, funny enough, he qualified at his first regional he went to, and he also won it. So he's been killing it this year, and uh, that was after the conversation him and I had. So I think that had a really big impact on him. Excellent, excellent. Great story. Um, We just have uh, like a couple of minutes left, so uh, I just need to know what your favorite – coffee or hot beverages <laughs> interesting um i've got my i'm actually drinking that right now i i absolutely <laughs> love nespresso i love nespresso i've got my nespresso <laughs> machine so i make my coffee every day and my favorite um my favorite nespresso coffee the flavor which i'm it's sad because it's a limited edition so i can't get it now but I think it was called um, Esperanza de Colombia. That was my favorite. It was so delicious. But aside from that, I'll just take anything that has a chocolatey flavor. So I'm like drinking the new chocolatey flavor Nespresso. Excellent. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Thank you for that. And then um, can you please let our audience know how they can contact you and basically like what are your social media handles? Yeah, so – the main place, my home base, is Instagram. So my Instagram is Logan underscore Lesser. It should pop up pretty quickly, but um, that's where, like you said at the beginning, I appreciate the intro. Uh, I'm posting on there every single day, motivation, life hacks, what, things that are working for me. I'm also just showing kind of my lifestyle, me riding, me snowboarding, me jet skiing, me doing whatever it is I'm doing. And then in my Instagram story, I'm posting kind of like my daily routine, which is getting up really early in the morning, most days like 4 a.m., getting to the gym at 5, getting a good workout in, and then just posting a lot of uh, just motivational content and just sharing my thoughts and my mindset hacks and things that are working for me. And then people can go on there and just see all that, and then they can also uh, message me directly on there if they wanted to join the program or just if they have any questions wanted some help with anything thank you so very very much you said that um your your well i'll just say this your this interview has been extraordinarily inspiring and outstanding and i just really want to thank you for coming on this show and you're just a champion in every way shape and form and continue to continue to be great and amazing thank you so much logan I appreciate it, Camille. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) You're welcome. Bye for now. Awesome. Have a good weekend. Same to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody. That was the amazing, wonderful, outstanding, very patient Logan Lesser. Yes. Champion. Motocross champion. So um, you can tell just by his energy and also by his encouragement to his friend and his brother, 
um, he's just touching lives, you know, and that is what we need so much of, and it's just beautiful to have such an inspiring being on my podcast today, and so I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you so much, Logan, for being an amazing guest, and that is the way we are going to end the show, all right? So everyone have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Bye for now. Oh, wait. So sorry. Um, be sure to just check out the the episodes on coffeechatwithcamille.com. Okay? So you can find all the episodes there. This one will probably be released tomorrow. I'm recording it now, but I'm probably going to re- release it. Yeah, probably tomorrow. At any rate, all right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Bye for now. <laughs>